From Alderaan, from Alderaan, to Zenla, to Zenla, to Zenla, and whatever's left of Krypton, we are broadcasting live from the largest ship, from the largest from ship, the largest ship in the galaxy. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Sanctuary One Radio. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sanctuary One Radio. We've got a lot to cover, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna skip the normal pleasantries. Uh, we're all just hanging out here on Sanctuary One and um, talking, getting some stuff together for. If you listen to the planning meeting, uh, we're gonna be discussing what the next 10 years of Marvel MCU would look like. What that was redundant. Next... I said Marvel MCU. I'm sorry. It, it's okay. Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Uh, I'm here with Diamond Jab hey. and Sideburns. Hey. Uh, hey. And, uh, you got props, me, right? Props to me. Uh, uh-huh. Right? That's not funny. I'm funny. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we, we've kind of discussed this a little bit. Um, we, I, I find it kind of poignant that we kind of started this uh, us three with a recap of all of the the ten years of Marvel leading yeah. up to Infinity War, and this is a good uh, like homage to what we've done already and right, to where we're going forward with. Yes, I, because we gave it we gave it the clean like redo, which was great. So we had the OG one, mm-hmm. and then we had the clean like okay, let's go through and let's like actually do this. And now we're we're moving on to the future. It's exciting. Full circle. Didn't didn't we start recording in March? We last did. Time? Yeah. yeah. So we're about yeah. a month ahead of it. We're almost at a year of almost us. almost at a year of us recording. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one year anniversary of one year old of when we started I'll talking about of when it, we started right? talking <laughs> about stuff. This talking about doing it. Yeah. yeah. I think about, our first episode about was talking uh, about stuff. I think our first episode actually launched in like June, something like that. Yeah, probably. Uh, was it June? I remember. We, uh, Probably was. was. I remember June, we July. watched. We want. Oh, of uh, Sanctuary One. Yes. Okay. Not yeah. a no. Not a. Not uh, of, um. What was it? The round table thing. The round table one. Yeah. We don't talk this? about that one. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> talk about it with me now. Uh, so, so uh, like like you said, we're going to be looking into the future. Uh, props is going to be using his. Uh, we're going to prognosticate yeah, yes. uh, a little bit about what that was not, the that, future was. That was funny. We're going to prognosticate. <laughs> prognosticate. Prognosticate. But then what we're going to do is uh, we're going to predict the next era, uh, era, I guess we said. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, as Marvel comes out with new movies, we will tell them we'll how wrong they are. Yeah, we'll keep track of it. Yeah. Do we want to keep track of it in phases, not so much movies? Because that, that'll get like super I would do phases. Yeah, 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 phases. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, we'll have four episodes because we got to fill up the month of February. We do. Uh, and I figure we'll do phase one, phase two, phase three, and then phase three point five, kind of the like finale. they did for. Uh, so we're going to assume it's for the same era thing. one. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're using the term era one to refer to everything in the first from uh, Iron Man one to infinite to end game. Mm-hmm. And then era two is everything from Spider-Man till the end of era two. Yes, and then the, then era three, and I don't I don't know if anybody else is using that terminology, but I think it sounds kind of epic. Yeah. We're, like it. we're starting the it. fact that it's an eras is also I think eras puts a end of an era. It puts right? a comfortable yeah, like it puts a it doesn't put the onus on people to return if they don't want to. 
Yeah, uh, and, like, you killed my favorite character. I'm out. Yeah, but we like respect an that era is like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like if there was another era of Game of Thrones and people would be like, "Where's Jon Snow?" Like it's a different era. <laughs> like we don't have to worry about that anymore. So if there are characters, I'm not watching it unless my Lord Commander is on there. I mean, there are things that could change it. We did talk about whether or not to include the um, Fox Disney uh, buyout. Um, we are not going to include that uh, only because that brings in whole. Uh, the possibility of whole masses of characters that were not in the MCU before to be able to be used there um, and whether feasibly they would be used, you know, yeah. uh, which which we were not able to confirm uh, whether they are, you know, that might be something they have planned, but it might not be in the plans for another five years. Um, so we have we have decided to remove Fox characters from the equation, which honestly kind of hurt us a little bit when we're trying to figure out who the big bad guy is going to be at work. uh, Somebody was like, Oh, look, uh, Bubba, who was just like, oh man, who do you think is going to be in the, the root? He was like, yeah, I saw this video where somebody was talking about who could be the next big bag in the MCU. Uh, and I was like, well, funny enough. And he was like, well, who did they say? And he was like, yeah, they were talking like, could it be Galactus? Like owned by Fox. And he was like, Dr. Doom owned by Fox. Uh, Kang owned by Fox. Yeah. So like the every, beyonder, I was like, I don't know about the beyonder. Um, every person pretty much brought up. I is think the beyonder is a very weak character to use. You could do interesting things with him, but I, I, I agree with the way they've set it up. He would feel like an out of left field villain. Yeah. Yes. And he doesn't have the gravitas that Thanos does in the comic books to pull that off. But he did have a Jerry curl back in there. He did. Um, I also that think counts for a lot with me. I'm just going to put that yeah. out there. I also think it that w- one of the, curl. one of the reasons we chose not to include the Fox deal is because we're under the assumption that Disney is a great business model. And they've planned for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they're not just like, oh, Fox is here. I guess we need to upend our entire Dude, series. Dude, we're going to put Deadpool in every single movie. Yeah, like, it's, like yeah, no. that's not going to be a cameo role, though. Like, he hops in. Like, he's the new Stan Lee. That would, be, <laughs> oh that would actually God. be great. That would be fantastic. But, like, this is the reality of it, is yeah. that is we are basing this around what is available to us at the moment rather than try to speculate about things that aren't there. We would try to shape each of these phases around what we currently have and, and then take it from there. So based on the news of what we know is coming or what's being worked on and then us actually, you know, prognosticating going forward. So um, I guess the big question is um, what or whom is the big bad. Um, we, we figured that there had to be another big bad because there has to be something to work towards to keep these movies going. You yeah. know, something that causes people to do things, go places, team up with people. Um, and uh, did you want to tell? Uh, yeah, sure. So we, um, so we came to two conclusions. One was that it would, it would, it wasn't going to make sense to pull another Thanos. Uh, just an, uh, uh, an individual that's hell-bent on one thing, this big bad that everyone is kind of intimidated by. But at the same time, we know that these movies thrive and have success when there is someone that philosophically stands at, a op- at, at, at opposition to heroes, right? But we also didn't want to create something from scratch. We didn't want like, uh, we're going to pull this character in and then create a narrative from nothing that we think... Marvel has already laid the groundwork. And and, and uh, basically with what we've heard about Captain Marvel, obviously it's not out yet, so we don't know. 
it kind of leans towards that they could use this character too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could find out that our plans are for naught and uh, this character is not being used. Well, um, we're just beating around the mulberry bush, aren't we? Put it out I'm there. Gonna, then. I'm just going to throw it out there. there. I'm going to geek ejaculate it out there. The supreme intelligence. Supreme yes. intelligence. So the big bad for our, the next 10 years of the MCU would be the supreme intelligence. And what I think is interesting about this, this character is that it is, uh, you know, whereas yes, Thanos was a very philosophical cerebral person. He's a big intimidating dude who is very powerful, even without the gauntlet. Yes. The Supreme Intelligence has specific powers, but depending on how you portray that that particular character, is more of a cerebral manipulative uh, person yeah. behind the scenes. Obviously, gets their hands dirty when they need to, but always working through surrogates. Yeah. So the thought process behind it. Uh, so let's go overarching story, and then we'll get into what the phases look like. The core concept that we had was that uh, Captain Marvel would play a pivotal role in introducing two players to essentially the board of what the next 10 years are going to be. And that's the Kree and that's the scroll. Uh, props. Can you go through the, what, what the phases would look like within this, this large narrative? So we were thinking uh, if we were to frame this within the Supreme intelligence and then like the Kree scroll war, which was a big event in comic books. Like, yeah. That was a, that was one of the things we talked about is we wanted to make sure this was framed within a narrative that fit within what was established in the comic books. I mean, and, and we're also kind of adding in, uh, uh, obviously we're going to mention secret invasion when you talk yeah, about the other scrolls. elements. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And that's so what we're going to bring them kind of up to date, but yeah, the Kree scroll wars where we wanted to start. Right? right. And that's one of the biggest events in comic books. Like if you bought any like old school comic book cards, like there was probably a mention of the Kree scroll war yeah. somewhere in there. If you had something that had like big events, cause it was a, it was a big, um, crisis event before crisis events became a thing. Became a thing. Um, back in the day, in in the vein of the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity War series that happened. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of thinking uh, with the phases, we're going to see an escalation of the Supreme Intelligence's plan. So you're right. We had Thanos, who was the um, he was extremely intelligent, uh, almost too, too much so for his own good. Yeah. Kind of way of thinking. Um, really smart. But he was an in-your-face villain, villain, especially near the end there. Villain, like yeah. he took on the Hulk without using a power stone. Yeah, just hand to hand, just hand to hand. Just, and we saw Hulk was about to go hand to hand with a god at the end of Ragnarok. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> yeah. no he big can, deal. He can just do that. NBD, right? Um, so much so that they were worried that he would distract um, the fire giant guy yeah. long enough Suter. for Suter. Yeah. Suter. Uh, I kept wanting to say Fafner, and I was just like, nope, it's not Fafner. <laughs> no, that's a different legend. That's a Please dragon. don't do this. Please uh, don't do this. Right? Fafner. Um, so, but we know, like, Thanos was was a, was a physically imposing guy, and that's yeah. where, we're like, when we get into, like, the, the Supreme Intelligence, where it's more of, a, like, a thinking man's plot, kind of, um, I when I was describing this to people, I said, like, uh, moving chess pieces yeah. villain. Just putting, like, putting everything in a row, um... Oh, the analogy, uh, if you ever played Total War or any game where you have to fight a battle, yeah. um, I would never play the battle. I would just stack the odds in my favor before I ever went into the fight. Correct. And then I would just auto-resolve. And Gra, one of our coworkers, was like, no, you actually, like, the entire point of that game is to fight the fight. And it was like, no, the entire point of the game for me is to manipulate the system it's so that win. I win it's every win. fight. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't go into a fight unless I know I can win. Now, if I'm surprised, that's one thing. But I just, I just stacked the board. 
in to the my point favor, that I would so. always be there. Um, so we we start off. You've got the the initial conflict that's very Earth terrestrial bound, and like we we're going to introduce the scrolls to Earth. We'll probably go into like secret invasion. Yeah. So phase one, one. would essentially be is is uh, the Cree really painting the scrolls as as bad? Yeah. Right. And, and it's citing and, Earth against Scrawl. Yeah. So uh, like my my thought was it would almost be shameful circumstance. It's revealed that Scrolls are just kind of hiding here. And as typical humans, you know, we take that as an invasion. invasion. Right? A, a secret invasion, if you right. will. They've been a hiding here invasion. to take us over, you know, kind of reaction. Uh, and, and I, I loved the idea of putting secret evasion one, like right at the beginning. Cause I think that it, there, it, in terms of the manipulation, it works out really well. And then that would eventually, I think, balloon out to the, the Cree scroll war yeah. itself. Um, now real, uh, real quick, uh, the, the big thing about the Supreme intelligence and why they would be doing this just to put that out there is that Supreme intelligence exists to advance Cree. Um, well, really to advance Krees in every way. Uh, and in the comics, Krees have hit an evolutionary dead end. Yes. They're not evolving anymore. Uh, you know, they have reached their limits. And so the one of the things that the um, the Supreme Intelligence wants to do is evolve the Kree, make them stronger, better, you know. Faster, stronger. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> million dollar man. Um, they don't have that many million dollars. Uh, I guess one other million one, space bucks, One whatever. other thing, and, and go into it, please. Yeah. Once you're done, your point is wh- who is this? <laughs> we should go into who the supreme intelligence yeah, is so, as well. So, so finish up your point. Yeah, and yeah. Then get into so, that. um, so they, they see humanity as a threat because humanity. Uh, you look at Captain America, look at Iron Man, look at all these people, amazing people, uh, intelligent people from Wakanda. You know, they see humans as a threat just as much as scrolls because there's so much more growth. Um, we're just entering in our evolutionary steps with these metahumans, whatever you want to call them, uh, whereas the Kree have stopped. Yes. Um, now, the supreme intelligence is basically they took all their greatest minds, uh, their philosophers, their thinkers, their uh, military intelligence, uh, and as they get older, they they actually just combine them into one entity. Uh, this is entity that is physical and digital at the same time, you know, um, as we were saying, kind of like a... Um, uh, Arnim Zola. Oh yeah, very very uh, similar to the, yeah. the tape deck computer. Yeah, so so like a not a physically imposing. He was like in the comic books, it is a head in a jar. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> a giant spaghetti headed thing in a jar. A giant head in a jar. Um, who works through proxies? Always very strong proxies, and sometimes they don't even know they're working for it. Yeah, and so that, then we have the thinking man villain. So phase one, secret invasion. Phase two, Scree Scroll War, and that's where we see the really big culmination of the two fights between them. And then the third phase would be where you find out that all of this was a giant manipulation by the Scree intelligence. Yeah. So phase phase three goes into everything was ch- pieces on a ch- chessboard, like even so much like manipulating the, th- the stones that Thanos got or where the stones were. And I'd like, even I had even thought possibly bringing in um, Operation Galactic Storm. Uh, which was uh, when the Kree uh, Supreme Intelligence, we'll get into the nitty gritty, uh, attempted to explode. And this is where I think the last ditch effort would be, would uh, apparently wanted to bomb its own people in order to try and jumpstart their genetic evolution. 
So, right. so it, they, it essentially turns into a rescue mission more than it does an invasion of a planet. Exactly. Uh, because the supreme intelligence – the thing that I loved about this uh, this concept is that – the 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 universe at large, people associate superhero films with action, right? That's kind of the foundation of everything. But the reality of that is that that's not the case, right? In terms of superhero films, that that's not the case anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I wanted to to have a. I I thought it would be invigorating to have a phase that reflected that that we are going to do a space epic, a space opera. That was much larger than the fights that we get into that showcase the, f- the philosophical differences between characters, between people, and that at the culmination of everything, at the end of it all, there's still that reality of we, we have this – we have been fighting in this war for so long and yet now I need to – we need to save these people. Yeah. From utter destruction because at the end of the day, in a very Ultron way of doing things, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day – Cree supremacy and the continuation of the species is numero uno in the prime directive. And if it means sacrificing a portion of my people to jumpstart the, 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 uh, you know, DNA of the species to ensure that they are now evolving into, into the, 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 the apex of, of the universe, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And and, and 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 believe and there are, there's going to be Cree who believe it as well wholeheartedly because yeah. they've been brainwashed or or they just believe it. Yeah. Um. You know, and then that's where I I think you're going to see things like uh, I'm hoping you know if if we're right we'll see Captain Marvel or we'll see um, Ronan step away from the Supreme Intelligence because where Ronan uh, really is about the Cree he's more about the Cree as they are now not as what they could be. Yeah. He's a puritanical zealot, right? So he he's he's all about old Cree, not not new Cree. Yeah. So so ultimately, those would be our three phases. We would have uh, secret invasion. We would have uh, the Cree scroll war and how people would be impacted by it. And then we would have this kind of last ditch effort in the I final. Mean, that phase. would be so cool if they called it Operation Galactic Storm because I just yeah whatever they want to call it yeah. Um, I. Uh, I'm thinking so like three and then three point five I think would be the call the the reactive nature of what happened after after the after well not necessarily after that but after the supreme intelligence decides maybe I should just bomb my own species. So so then here's my question because over over the course of the next few episodes we have gray areas that we're going to iron out for this and we'll put this together so that everyone can follow along and get an idea of what's going to happen. We'll put together a timeline of like events when we really get into detail. My question for you is let's say we get to that 3.5 is this a reaction to what has already been done? So is the bomb go off and we see that this actually the happens the culmination yeah, yeah, yeah. of it? Or is 3.5 a reaction to the bomb going off already? So think of it. Is, is let's say, is Operation Galactic Storm is it endgame a, is it, it is a, or is it Infinity War? Yeah, is it a humanitarian mission? Or so is I'm thinking, it, yeah. I think Operation... Or is it Civil War? Is it Civil War? I think War's it's Civil War. End? Okay. And I think the, the Supreme Intelligence is Endgame. Uh, <laughs> is is Avengers three and Avengers four? 
Gotcha. So I think like I like I imagine like Galactic Storm would be Captain Marvel three. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, we'll and then get that's into what that means. That's yeah. the giant culmination of her storyline with the Kree. Um, gotcha. We could even be introduced to things like Marvel, not Captain Marvel, but Marvel, the actual Kree guy. Yeah, yeah. They could find like, him, or right, or he could be a result of the genetic jumpstart. Oh, yeah. true. That happens. Could with, bring in, you could bring in Marvel after. after that would be. I would right. Like that. I would so like so that. I think yeah. there's. I think there's possibilities there's there. Debris. So like, if I was doing this, like I think three the the culmination three point five to me is Civil War. Like Civil War is pretty much should be like the end cap to is to me kind so of the, 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 the midway point of phase three. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like for era one. That's what yeah, we, we're literally one. talking about civil war. So that's what I would do. I would have galactic storm be the culmination of everything that, that precursors. And that would be captain Marvel's third film in the same right. way. It was captain America's third film. Right. So we're talking captain sense. Marvel, yeah, yeah. galactic storm. Ha ha ha. Boom. I love that title. You He's happy. here first. I yeah. like making you happy. Oh, I know. Thank you. Um, I like being happy. So then, and then the post that would be, okay, now it's the Supreme Intelligence, whoever's left on the Supreme Intelligence's side. Yeah. And then, like, I think. Whatever his, whatever his true plan has been. Right. This whole time. And maybe we don't need an event, like, maybe we don't need an Avengers point, like, we don't need a two be continued. And so maybe maybe then, we don't need like a, hey the entire universe has been snapped away half of the entire universe has been snapped away kind of thing because and I was thinking about this phase one made uh, phase one's big moment was uh, was something that affected the entire universe right so uh, uh, naturally people are going to ask the question what is bigger than the entire universe. And I think the answer to that question is things that are personal. You know, putting putting people in danger is always going to have a major impact. And I think this idea of putting Cree, Cree people in danger just for the sake of what he, what the Supreme what Intelligence is believes the is the best – is the thing. Yes, it doesn't affect everyone, but the Kree Scroll War has affected everyone from day one. Mm-hmm. Right? They've been pulled into this. You know, uh, I, I, it's reminiscent of a, uh, there's a statement that Cap makes uh, in the comics where someone asks him why we fight, uh, and his response is, we fight for someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't fight for us, we fight because someone else needs us to. We are here because the Kree need us, not because of any other reason. We could remove ourselves from this fight and that would be fine, but that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't run from those fights. Uh, and I really like, I love that that is kind of the centerpiece of how we feel about these things and how that shapes this phase kind of going forward. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to agree with a lot of that. I like, I also like the conversation, like, Thanos, we're obviously all about villains. I mean, this this whole thing started because of yeah. the D-Bags of Powers conversation. Well, well, I think we we think superhero, we, we've said it before, the thesis of what we do, superhero movies are at their best when the villain is at the centerpiece of the writing. You're only you, as good as you your villain. You nail your villain, you've nailed everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, agreed. And I think Thanos, Thanos was really, was like pseudo relatable. And I'll be interested to see what happens when you, when like, let's say, 
um, how relatable they can like the Supreme Intelligence would be when it becomes a conversation around my the, our species is done. Like at this point where there's not enough genetic verity, like we're just we're basically just we're going to stagnate. We're going to stagnate. We're going to stall out. Right. So what can we do to to be better than we are now? And going into that, like, what are the lengths that you would go to and making him uh, relatable through that? I think it's going to be a lot harder, which is why I think it's uh, Thanos is a good segue into that because Thanos is a very much like a he was borderline relatable. Like there was a lot of people that were like, oh, I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. A lot of people didn't agree with his methods, but they got where they were coming from this is going to be a much more out there. So like, let's say they had started with something like what we're thinking of. That would not have worked in era one. That would have been too unrelatable of a villain. And it also would have been very easy to make Thanos just a pure bad guy, but they made him compassionate to a degree relatable. Yeah. The Supreme intelligence on the other hand will not be any of those things. He might be able to fake it. It might be able to fake it. Um, but I think it's going to be much more calculating, much more. Um, I, I I also think emotionless. I think there's an intentionality behind the unrelatability. Like I, I almost envision the supreme intelligence getting into a conversation with someone and going, these are not your people. Why? You don't understand this. I don't blame you for not understanding. Your people are fine. But you can never understand. But you can never understand this. I'm doing what I can because by the time your people have gotten to the point that that your ability to evolve has ended, you will be long dead. It will not be a, a burden for you. <laughs> Look at what your species has done with global warming. Yeah. You will be long dead by the time this becomes a thing. I have to think about this now in the moment you know no emotion okay this is just what i must do and i think this is a good variation to the fact and this is where my bias kicks in it might might be might be also good eventually to see um because it's an amalgamation of personalities yeah well Um, would be to see that it does care it does have emotion of the Cree people, and that's about and it. And that is it. Well, I think this is where the unfortunate reality of not being able to play the Ultron card. Yeah. It, this is the alternative. I think I came up, like, I'm not sure if it's feasible to fit it in there, but I think, I, like, I thought of a way to bring Voltron, Ultron back. Mm. Mm. Remember we were talking about, like, what if Vision came back, but he doesn't remember who he is? Yeah. Well, when they... Part of what they pulled out of old vision was tiny bits of Ultron. Mm. And okay, the new okay, guy okay. doesn't know what he, who he is. So he's just experimenting with parts of his consciousness and inadvertently creates an Ultron. Huh? <clears throat> okay. Interesting. And that would be the bad guy in their movie. In what? If in, there was a vision, if there was a vision movie, yeah, that it, it would be Ultron again. Yeah. If there was like a wonder man vision, Scarlet witch movie, Bad guy would be all that could be a struggle for him. Like whether or not you do him as a bad guy, that could be a struggle. The fact that I am in in inexorably linked to Ultron. No matter what happens, he is a part of of who I am. 
And then like having his consciousness play this internal tug of war with that, I think would be an interesting dynamic. <laughs> I was just an idea I had. Yeah. I was like, huh. Yeah. Um, Bring Vault Latron back. Uh, what about, because again, we're talking really big. We'll get into really small in the next episode. I want to, I want to talk about uh, two more gray areas before we get into the nitty gritty of everything. The first gray area, which I've come to terms with, is where you and I have differentiated for a long time, Props. I'm surprised you and I are – I guess I'm not surprised that you and I have been on opposite sides of this conversation (laughs) for so long. I do find it funny. You want to kill your favorite character. Yes. And I want to kill the one of the two that I prefer. Yes. Which is the opposite of how we felt going into like Infinity War because – well, no. I guess this all stemmed from Infinity War Mm -hmm. that I love Captain America, but I felt like Captain America was going to die. And you really like Tony Stark, but you feel like Tony Stark is going to die, which is such an odd situation because you would think people would defend for their character to survive (laughs) – no, and, and I'm like, and I'm like, why not both? Well, yeah, <laughs> you're literally like, why not both? And I think it's possible. I mean, like, um, like thinking about it, like for Tony, like I think it'd be so poignant if it ended the way it ended with what it began with. Like it began with Tony, and it ends, and it with, ends Tony. with Tony. Yeah. Like, um, similar to the Batman arc for Christopher Nolan, like when they showed him having a happy ending in Paris, I was like, no, that's not the end of his story. Yeah. What you set up is unfortunate, and I hate saying this, is like Batman should have died at the end of three. Even he if- lived for Gotham, he died for Gotham. Yeah. Marvel, similar thing. Like Iron Man started it, Iron Man finishes it. Yeah. And it to me, that just seems poignant. Yeah. Um, that said, if Captain America were to do it, this is the man that jumped on the grenade. Yeah. In his first movie, like that's who he is, and I, and it would be a culmination of his story arc to do that. What yeah. if they did it together? Nah, that's just gay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, no, like, so I, I just think, so we've been at opposite ends of this conversation, and these are points that both of us have made, like this idea of in the original Captain America film, again, at the end of the day, Captain America is going to be the one to jump on the grenade when no one else will. But Tony won't let him. Well, so this is a whole other conversation. And Tony won't let anybody else jump and on a grenade but him. Exactly. We have two people that want to jump on the grenade. Like Cap will do it when no one else will. Tony will do it without because he doesn't want anyone else to. So like there's this interesting dichotomy between these two characters that have this sacrificial sense. Um, and thinking about it, I I have chosen because – For the sake of this example, I have chosen to come to your side of the aisle because it's the only way to set up characters going forward. Mm -hmm. In the other example, there's no real wiggle room to set up anybody. And that becomes the concern. When I'm looking at an entire phase to go forward with, moving in your direction makes more sense than in mine. And I have to say it, I think it makes more sense with the way the comic books have been structured. So we already know, like... Captain America died in Civil War, but that's already gone and passed. Um, whereas Tony being absent from the comic books 
has an established presence in the comic books when his successor takes over. Yeah. I also think it allows for a certain cameo ability. Yeah. Of these characters to continue into the next After era. it's all done. So let's say Tony dies. Tony can become an AI like he did in the comic books for the successor to the Iron Man, the yeah. Iron Suit. Um, in this case, Riri Williams, yeah. Ironheart. Which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, and we know that, you know, Tony has already started looking for his successor, thus the MIT scholarships, the... Um, the visits to the, the colleges, visits, right, yeah. talking to Spider-Man, the Future Foundation, like that's what he called it, the Future Foundation. The future Foundation is yeah. what they call it, what what Peter's a part of. No, they call that the Stark. Yeah, that's that's the, the Stark, Stark Initiative. Stark, Stark Initiative. Yeah. Um, I know if you Future Foundation was Fantastic Four, but I couldn't remember if they called it the same thing in the movies, uh, the MCU. But um, that stuff um, is. It's set up. It fits within a narrative already established in the comic. Yeah, some it's of the, different. Some of the work's already done for us. Yeah. Right, it's already different. But if you were to say, um, if you were to say, um, Robert Downey Jr. will never be in an MCU movie again. We know that he wants to be in MCU movies, but what better way for him to be Jarvis? Yeah, you can even have like a holographic overlay of him that randomly shows up in the house. Like, yeah. doesn't have to age. It doesn't have to do right? anything. Yeah. They can just, and you can de-age the poop out of him and you just call it because he's a CG creation. Yeah. Literally he is now, he's, there is no real Tony. There's all just nothing but CGI. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is no Tony. And how cool would it be? It was like the empty suit thing. Well, okay. It's actually an AI version of Tony running around in a suit. Yeah. Like it's pot. Like you could do stuff like that and have fun with it. Yeah. Um, it creates a very disappointing moment. Hey, Pepper. Uh, with Pepper Potts. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors that she's pregos. In the well, that's the going into this. Based on the conversation that happened in Endgame, that's what renders that opinion. But of course, that would kill people if that's if that's the reality. And and Tony dies. And Tony dies. That's just catastrophic emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, could you see it now? Like I promised, I wouldn't be that type that of would father. That would just be creepy. Be for his child, so that would just be straight. Creepy, I made sure bro. I wasn't, and then she starts arguing with it. That would like, just be did that happen? Straight. That actually happens in the comics. It does. She starts arguing with him, and but it's he, one thing. And to, then she's like, she catches herself and is like, "Ew." That's no. one thing to to read it. <laughs> it's another to see if anybody it, can pull like, it off. If anyone it's can pull it, it's Jr. them. Yeah, it's I'm just putting it out there. Um, so I'm 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 hopeful, but. Um, I'm glad you're on my side now. Well, I think welcome, it, I think welcome it makes to the sense. correct side. I think it makes sense. Welcome to the correct side. Yeah. But why not both? Why not both? <laughs> but why not both? You know me. If characters are dying, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's it. Now uh, I need them to stay dead. Now, interesting oh, theory uh, reports going around that that might lend to this. That might lend to my idea. Interesting theory is that Disney is interested in letting Chris Evans direct the TV shows that would be on the Disney streaming application. Yeah, I read that as well. Yeah. Uh, interesting to get him behind the camera. I feel like it's, I've heard. But that's what he's, he's that's what he's to wanted to do. He's wanted to direct his, his, his ex, his four, his, his four reason that I'm not going for, for not being in the MCU anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he's wanted to direct. And um, like I said, even if we go the alternative way, like I'm still thinking, and I, I've talked about it before, like my perfect post credit to end game is, uh, a crippled or um, 
a severely injured Captain America confronting Riri Williams about being a part of the Avengers. Yeah. Like, I don't need, he doesn't need to die. And then showing like, like having him with CGI hologram Tony Stark. Or just like like I was not even that because that would that would stem from once she starts working on the suit. But I think yeah, this idea that like Tony is going to live on in something else and well, it's well, going to be no, her program. Well, here, here's my my theory, right? So he comes in, he's like, "Hey, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative or whatever," and she's like, "Not interested. You're you're not the type of guy. I'm not here to make weapons. I'm not here to fight a war." And then all of a sudden, you hear out of nowhere, you "That's not Tony's, my game either. That's not my game either. I feel like you could do so much more." And it's Tony. Yeah. In hologram form. And she just like drops her tools and she's like, what? see, I think I, I think it's part of the I, I, I feel like it's that'd be a better thing to introduce in the movie. Well, I think it would be more interesting if she had built a Stark suit. She had built her own. That's what happens. Well, that's in, uh, what, it's what happened in the comic books. And that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Books. He walks in. She's already constructed. And she's suit. already constructed yeah. her own. Yeah. And even if it's not Avengers and if initiative related, because to your idea, I want him to introduce that Cap would it. be the new head of Shield, yeah, and right. that he would bring her in as a scientist, and in her film, that's when you would introduce the Robert Downey Jr. the the actual implementation of it, uh, but that she would play a role right. going. But forward. Can you imagine like she's building an Iron Man suit and, Iron, and Tony Stark AI is walking around? It's like this actually isn't half that bad. Did you steal my schematics? No, why would I do that? And he's like, well, I'm just whatever. Like, I didn't need that. Right. He's yeah. like, I just based, I saw what you did and I figured how would I do that? And then boom. Yeah. I and, even, then, and then she tells him, you know, you really could have done it better if you did this, this, and this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think if that's much more interesting in a, in a film in its own. I think that, that if you, if you put Robert Downey Jr. at the end of Endgame, it pulls away from the impact of having him dead. Yeah. Him. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. That, like the emotional resonance of him being gone and having cap walk into the room on his own with no Tony going forward for the first time without these right. two, I'm without the, him falling back. I'm in the no Tony in the, at the end, at the yeah. post credit scene. Okay, like right, I just cap right. walking in like it, the, you need the ray of hope. You don't need the, the beacon of hope. You true, need that true. little, like we fans know who she is. If she's t- working on what looks like an Iron Man suit and she hides it and she puts a blanket over it and then he walks in and it's, hey, I want to talk to you about something we're putting together, you know? Yeah. And it's reminiscent of that Nick Fury moment. Exactly. And then when her film comes around. That's when we. That's when you start putting the pieces together and maybe you reveal the Robert Downey Jr. in what is a new Iron Man film. And people go, oh man, when that first trailer drops and there's, it's an, it's for an Iron, Iron Man or Ironheart film and there's no Robert Downey Jr. and people go, oh man, that's crazy. And in that trailer, you reveal that hey, Robert Iron Downey Jr. is in the film. And then people go, oh shit, okay, maybe I can give this a chance. Right. Yeah. And you start to you lay that groundwork because one of the reasons where this has been so difficult to put together. And since we're almost done, we're going to go ahead and get started on the next chapter here in a bit. Uh, one of the things that's made this so difficult is because Marvel is so good at the breadcrumbs. Yeah. They're so good at going. Good. I want to give people the Robert Downey Jr. AI, but I'm not going to do it just yet. I'm going to hold this for as long as I possibly can. And then I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. 
You know, we you didn't see a full size Thanos until Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, Avengers one had that weird yeah. like had the, the weird like just the death. side of his face. They name dropped Thanos multiple times, and, and then they gave him to you, and then they 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 gave him to you, and he didn't even stand up. He was just in a chair the whole time. You don't um, really get that full Thanos moment until <laughs> Infinity War when right. you see him for the first time. Like that's but, that takes um, a, that takes gumption to hold we on. We had to that, that post credit scene in two. Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, that was only top half hand going in. Like you didn't true. get that full. Like you don't figure. get that full that full figure moment to see him beat Hulk. And if there's anything I like, it's a full figure. So yeah, so like you, you like uh, that's the thing that's made trying to put this together so difficult is because they love like just holding those cards until like well, the I, right moment presents itself. And I still like playing with our expectations too. So like the Tesseract, everyone was like, "Oh, it's the Cosmic Cube." And it was not. like what? And it was like Cosmic Cube. It's this super important artifact in Marvel's history about that can alter reality. And then they were like, "Nah, it's an Infinity Gem." And it was like, "So it's the Reality Gem, right? Because it's the Cosmic Cube." And they're like, "No, no, <laughs> no it's the Space Gem because it bends space." But what? Yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Papa's gonna feed you. Papa's gonna feed you, right? <laughs> but there was there was a lot of us that were just like, "Oh, okay, it's an Infinity Gem." Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, the, it's, it's the reality gem because it's the cosmic cube. And they were like, nope, has nothing to do with the cosmic cube. We just played you. Well, ironically, they had that conversation well like prior to Thor 2 coming yeah. out when yeah. they were like, oh, oh, the, the ether. That must be the power stone. It's red. Like, no. Like, no. Nope. Nope. Yeah. It's something else. We even changed the colors. Fuck with you. Just to mess with you. And then, and in, res- in response, the colors changed in the comics. Uh, yeah. Mark, so. Mark. But yeah, it's going to happen because they're like, well, we can't alienate the movie moviegoers. So got a line with them. Um, I'm, I'm, so it's 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 nifty. You're right. It's very hard to think about how this is going to be framed out. Um, and I'm interested to see how much we get correct. I'm reasonably sure we're going to get a lot wrong. Uh, well, I think immediately right off the bat, if if the Supreme Intelligence is not <laughs> if she, the big bad, if all dies, of it is going to be wrong. If, if it dies <laughs> in, in Captain Marvel. It's it's gonna be bad. Like it's just all of it's gonna be wrong. Yeah. But I I'm, I'm telling you, I think I think we're on to something with the Kree Scroll War, Secret Invasion. I think we're on to something. I think we are. I, I think so. This is this is how you make it bigger. This is how you make it better. Yep. You make it you you. So what you do is you you start with the individual. You make it humongous. Right. You you begin with it on Earth. You bring it out to the galaxy, right, to the universe. And you start and, to bring and it And then in. you start to bring it back in. Yeah. Uh, to, to go personal, go wide, go back to personal. So yeah. let's. And this is kind of what we've done. If you've looked, this is what they've done with the current movies. Yeah. So they went personal. They went big. They went, you know, you had Civil War. Then you had, you know, Infinity War. And now it's become a really personal thing. We just watched the um, Endgame, Endgame uh, Big teaser. Show teaser. And you could just see how personal it is for Cap. Yeah, we're dating when this uh, when this is being recorded. We're dating sure. when it's recorded, Sorry. but either way. Uh, so let's get into it, shall we? Okay, so that's going to be episode one. That'll be episode one. Okay, let's... join us uh, in next week for episode two, which we'll be recording in T minus now. <laughs> <laughs>